0: we are thrilled to be the official media partners for the service design global conference in toronto this year and are sharing podcasts from the event as it happens let's get into this episode mark stickdorn a very warm welcome to bringing design closer well, thank you. Thank you for having
1: me again.
0: Yeah, th- this officially makes you uh, the most visited and the most uh, welcomed guest to the podcast here. This is your third time, isn't it? <laughs> it,
1: it? It is, it is.
0: We're sitting here in uh, the the lobby of the Service Design Global Conference in Toronto. And Mark, yesterday you gave a workshop on customer journey mapping ops. So tell us about your workshop and what you, what you did.
1: Yeah, so it's actually a new thing in this conference that we have uh, site events for this conference. And it was uh, a masterclass on Map Ops, um, which is actually a system to help organizations manage um, multiple Agile teams. So an Agile organization by using a journey map as a visual customer-centric management tool. And in the masterclass, we started with that. We did some interactive stuff where we actually built these um, journey map ops, uh, which is basically a journey map with certain uh, lanes in it, like what are the KPIs, what are pain points, and so on. Um, and then you link them across different Zoom levels. And we did it manually with Post-its, which was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. We had, we had like six of those maps and, and we moved Post-its nodes between them. What I wanted to show was like it, it works, but it is a big mess. And, Absolutely. And actually Digital 2 is much more suitable for that. It's, it's
0: much more <laughs> scalable as well. It, it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and updates itself and so on.
0: So what, what, where did this come from? So
1: it, it comes from a need that we, um, or that I heard quite often when I talk to um, our, our clients. Um, so large organizations actually have a problem that they, f- first when you start within the design or the innovation team, mm-hmm. um, they already in a large organization run dozens of projects at the same time and they don't know in which direction these projects develop because they all manage these projects agile. Yeah. But then if you look at the large organization on the wider scale, most, projects that impact customer experience are not design projects or innovation projects. They come from all different departments. Every decision that people take in an organization is ultimately design decision impacting customer experience, but they're not aware of it. Yeah. So think about GDPR and the impact that had on, on the customer experience. Think about an update or change of um, IT infrastructure. Think about any changes of of standard operating procedures, and all these impacts um, add up within the customer experience. And the design team is simply not aware of that. Yeah. So that was a the base problem uh, our clients had. They they were looking for a way. How can we manage? An agile organization where you have all these projects going on in different departments and you are not aware of it how can we actually become aware of it so we can start managing it and and avoid overlap of projects uh, contradictions between projects and so on
0: yeah so it's a large part of that is down to the ways of working and it uh, improving the, the kind of cross-functional and the cross visibility between the teams and customer journey mapping is a really great way, especially at a workshop, you know, to get that shared understanding. It's it's the verb of doing design. Um, but talk to me around the the behavioural aspect of the workshop that you tackled.
1: Yeah, so it's it's, it's it's as I said, it's back to the silos of the organisation, yeah. right? <laughs> and and. And the different languages people talk within the silo and the different tools, the different software they use and they are allowed to use mm. within the silos. So if you look at, at an agile process, actually mm. what many people do is they put agile within the waterfall. Um, many call it, yes, or water agile fall or whatever, yeah. mix mashup you do. Um, but just by calling it agile, you don't work agile. Yeah. And, and that is the core issue we have because silos persist. Even if you work beautifully agile, you work in service design customer experience across many different silos, which means you have handovers between tools, handovers between languages. uh, You have to face different KPIs. And and in the end, what you're missing is a shared story across all of these.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like at at different Zoom levels, you see different things as well. So what I'm really keen to understand more about is um, who, who targets and who manages those Zoom levels because yeah. it changes at the incremental levels you might have UX designers or product designers and then as you zoom out a little bit further you might get product so interested to see what your perspective is on that
1: yeah so in our workshop we actually took an example so we worked on a on a fictional case which was the case of an airline and we started some groups were working on the very high level journey map of mm. um, traveler so we didn't focus on a particular group there it's on a, on the highest levels, often agnostic of customer groups uh, different needs because the high Levels like you need to book a flight, you need to go to the airport, uh, otherwise, you can't fly. You need to fly, and like the really big steps. Um, then we zoomed in, and other groups took a look at one of those steps more in detail like the air, uh, airport experience, like everything from Getting to the airport until uh, leaving the airport in the airplane and then other groups focused again on further details like how's the experience of checking in on site, how's the experience of the security check, how's the experience of a launch for business traveler maybe. Um, how's the experience of boarding your plane, and all these micro journeys. Yeah. So what you see then is you you can zoom between these different journey maps, just like you zoom in and out at Google Maps. You zoom yeah. out to get an overview, you zoom in to see the details. Yeah. Of course, with pen and paper, that's rather hard to yeah. do, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the zooming thing. But um, in the workshop, people really understood the idea, and they understood also the limitations of using paper-based tools, because paper-based journeyman is always the go-to way if you, if you do this within a workshop, if you do it to explore things, to discover things, if you co-create. But the management aspect is a different thing. Mm-hmm. So, for that, you need a digital way, which means you can also connect it to projects because you can link it to projects. Yeah. You can link it to KPIs. So, suddenly, a journey map becomes uh, a dashboard, but mm. a customer-centric dashboard, which suddenly opens it up for management. And management becomes very interested in that. They, they see a journey map. And they understand on the high level, oh, shoot, that KPI is off somehow. Why. And what they can do then immediately is they can click on a link and zoom into the detailed journey, take a look at another set of KPIs yeah. maybe. And also, it is connected to research data of projects that you did. So, you bring up the the qualitative research to life and you show it there.
0: Yeah. So, so how does that change how research is uh, procured and, and managed? It gets much more strategic. Yeah.
1: And, and that's the beauty of it because y- you can also linked to former projects which means if you if you start a new project or if you start new research because you need to understand something mm. you don't start from scratch but you start by taking a look what is what is the inventory? What do we have? What were further uh, older projects that we have? What kind of research do we have? You can upload the reports to it. You can even upload the the raw data like interviews, did uh, videos mm-hmm. of observations, and so on. Now that means before you start research, like we say in academia, you're standing on the shoulders of giants. But if you if you think about how. Projects are done right now in organizations. We, we waste so much energy by redoing stuff again and again and again simply yeah. because we are not aware of that there was a project a year ago in a different department.
0: It's lost. The, the research it's lost, is
1: lost. Yeah, or it is very implicit.
0: Nico, this is a live podcast. Oh, uh, well, That's
1: fine. Um, or it is very implicit because it's implicit in people. Yeah. So you need to find the right people, and that's very much, um, yeah. It, by it, chance,
0: It's really, really interesting because like at certain levels, um, I've found there's a, there's a level of disengagement with, with business stakeholders when it comes to the research. They're hands off. It's like the magic happens over there. They're doing the thing. And you're kind of by uh, thinking like this, you're inadvertently bringing them back into the circle, into, into the center square to have some sort of an accountability and, and ownership of this work. So what does this mean for the future of, of how we work as service designers?
1: So what, what JourneyMap apps provide is um, a framework that helps you to connect all the projects you're doing. So it is another level. We're not looking at one mm-hmm. project. That's a level we, we're used to look at, right? We talk a lot about the process of design of tools and methods that we need to design something all the way to implement it and bring it out. But this is now a higher level where we look at managing all the different initiatives that are going on. Mm. And we're using one of the core tools of service design, a journey map, as a visual management tool, which helps us to use the same language that we use in design, but now bringing it up to management and using the same language across the organization.
0: Yeah. What kind of metrics? um, You mentioned there about metrics so you can zoom back in. Please tell me you're not talking about MPS.
1: Uh, Only. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you should you, <laughs> you should have seen my <laughs> face there. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, you, you know my opinion about uh, NPS and and yeah. how how harmful this can be for organizations and yeah. the the customer experience if you only focus on that because then there's a danger that you only try to impact the NPS and forget about the customer experience. No, what, what you can do is you can. Because you switch between zoom levels, you can actually find very detailed um, KPIs for each step. And I always Mm. recommend not to use one because also that is dangerous. Then you only get fixed to to actually focus on that one KPI. But have a set of KPIs per step. So, example for that could be, um, of course, stuff like conversion rates if it's an Mm. online channel and and all that stuff. Yes. Activity, whatever. But think about um, connecting it to the call center. If they Mm. have a really good system to tag um, and codify complaints, you can actually track how many complaints do we have. So you can track it by pain points. And so you understand yeah. like how many pain points do we have, how many people have that. If you connect it to financial values, like some uh, call center software allows you to track how long does it take and how much interaction do we need to do to resolve that. Yeah. You can even translate that into financial value and that really changes the discussion.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So is this a framework or a method or um, is this a capability that you know more of the metrics are looking at doing?
1: So it's, it's, it's not proprietary to, to more than yeah. metrics or our company. We, we see ourselves as a technology provider and, and you can use our software to do that. It is made for that. Yeah. And we are further developing in that direction. But you can use any other journey mapping software as well or any, any kind of digital way. You can, you can even do it with Google Sheets. Yeah. It, it, it will be ugly and won't work well, but yeah. it will work. Yeah. Um, but it, I see that more as as honestly a new management framework. Yeah. And and that's really what it is, but it's coming from design and based on Absolutely. human-centered design.
0: I'm going to ask a really really sort of um, particular question here but Finally. Then, <laughs> but then the, the naming conventions you would give to your maps would would be really important, I'd imagine, and how you name your projects. Yeah. You, using something like a tool like Smaply, and I'm a big you know Smaply fan. Like you know it, and the I pay point. you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like <laughs> I, I use it, and it's it's how we've connected over the years. And um, but talk to me about the naming conventions. Do you name by the Zoom level?
1: Yes, exactly. So, um, I mean, our clients call have different um, structures to call it. Some call it um, by by number. Like level zero is the highest level. Level one, two, three, and so on. Others call it sub-journeys, like you have the the main journey or the customer life cycle and then have Mm. sub-journeys. Others call it um, the life cycle detailed micro-journeys. So, it it doesn't really matter how you call it as long as you within your organization set up a standard, a structure that you keep on. Because if you you switch between the namings of them, then it gets difficult. It it, it it doesn't matter how you call it. Projects per se, because you can attach projects to any any zoom level to any journey. Yeah. But you need to keep one repository um, outside of your projects, um, and that you actually constantly update. And for that, yeah. you need a different role. We call that the journey map coordinator. So you have each journey map, you have an assigned role to someone who is responsible for that. And that uh, this coordinator should be actually placed across the organization, so they should be across the silos, and they have to update these uh, journey maps um, constantly, yeah. once per week, once per month, once per quarter, Absolutely. the coordinator hold a council where they actually coordinate all these.
0: Yeah, it's dynamic, it's dynamic.
1: It's dynamic like our environment right now.
0: <laughs> this is, we're actually being swarmed by hundreds and hundreds of people here, so if people wanted to learn more um, about this, are you publishing your slides uh, as part of the, the event?
1: So we, we actually didn't publish anything official about that yet. We've been working with a few clients for three years about that. But we will publish something end of this year on the website journeymap operations, journeymap ops. Um, so it will be end of this year that you can find information about that.
0: Nice. And obviously you're going to publish that on your, uh, your Twitter. Uh, Mr. Sickdorn and More Than Metrics uh, is the other Twitter handle. And I'm sure like when that happens, um, we'll somehow be be able to share it out on the Human Centered Design Network as well. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me once again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you'd like to be part of the conversation or community hop on over to thisishatecity.com where you can join the Slack community and help shape future episodes and connect with other designers around the world or join the Hate City newsletter where you can win books and get updates. Subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to any of our other podcasts such as Getting Started in Design, Bringing Design Closer with Myself Jerry Scullion or Power of 10 with Andy Palane or Decoding Culture with Dr. John Curran Prod Pod with Adrian Tan and Ethnopod with Jay Ha Hath-